Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I have got a phenomenal guest for everyone. It's somebody who actually I had a call with talking about their social media, social media, and she really inspired me after a first first chat, and I just knew I had to get on the podcast. So, Hanny, who you'll see here if you list if you're watching and if you're listening, we'll introduce her shortly. She actually started in the industry at just seventeen with a building society, and by the age of twenty one, she was managing a team of mortgage consultants. What she found, though, after speaking with loads of mortgage brokers, she realized she wanted to be in the industry, but there was nobody at the time that would take somebody on with no mortgage experience. So luckily, she found a good company that she could shadow. And at 23, she set up, yep, 23 years old, set up her own company as a mortgage broker, which I just think is phenomenal. So I wanted to get into how she did that. And it's something I wouldn't have even contemplated doing at 23. So huge kudos to her. So we're going to talk about how Hanny started the company, which might be useful for a few people out there that are thinking of doing it. How she gets her leads, because the majority of them do come from Instagram. So we're going to have a talk about social media. And also about how her team is growing even further than the three members of staff that she's got at the moment. So Hanny is here from Mortgages with Hanny & Co. Welcome and thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you so much. Josh, you're making me blush <laughs> that, that introduction. Oh, no, thank you. It's, uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to uh, be here. Thank you. He's <laughs> taking a time out after being off last week on holiday. Yes. This week has kind of come into the base rate changing. Coming into all these product changes. So we were actually chatting before the podcast and we were talking about editing things out. So you can hear I nearly fumbled the ent- entry to that podcast. So... It's all just conversation. It'll be a start. Yeah, I've got to be natural. <laughs> right. So let's start from when you left college. Why did you go to the building society? Um, to be completely honest, I had no idea what I wanted to do when I was 17. I, um, when I left school, I went to college. Um, again, I had no idea what I wanted to, what I wanted to do. I didn't, uh, I didn't want to do a, a topic that was specific to one industry so I just went with journalism media journalism so that's what I studied at college um, I actually uh, was going to university so I got accepted into York University uh, to uh, do business studies again I, I've not I just thought it was the right thing to do at the time um, anyway in between that period of me uh, well it was the same year I was going to start university in the September it was early on in the year uh, I was doing a bit of work, you know, just just saving work as much as I could. Um, and I got uh, essentially found online. I must have uploaded my CV somewhere and I can't remember. It was such a long time ago uh, by Building Society. And they contacted me and said, you know, we, we've, we've seen your information online. Would you be interested in coming in for a chat? And I was like, I, I had no idea what to think. I thought, why, why not? You know, I, I knew the name. It's a, you know, a, a, a big uh, building society um so I thought okay why not so I, I went in for a chat um they offered me a job there on the spot in the uh, in the customer call center team in mortgages and I thought why not I'll uh, I'll see how this goes do it for a year defer my my university offer and I'll I'll just go next year save up a little bit 
anyway, so as, as, as uh, you can see, I, I, uh, I joined, I did not go to university uh, because I absolutely loved it. Um, I started at the Building Society uh, in mortgages. I had no idea what a mortgage was until I joined. Uh, I, I, how old were you then? What, 18 after a year? So, uh, yeah, well, yeah. So I've been doing it for about a year. I was 18. I you know, just about learned what, what a mortgage was and how it all worked. Um, because you don't learn things like that at school. Um, you don't. Um, and yeah, this, this Building Society taught me every, pretty much everything I know today. Um, I worked my way up quite quickly in the, in the Building Society. So I was in the call centre area for a year. Um, then I moved down into mortgage underwriting, so I became an underwriter. So a lot of the behind the scenes that current mortgage brokers uh, maybe don't. Well, yeah. Um, so, so I did that for a few years. Um, ended up managing a team of mortgage consultants. I got my first leadership role at, at twenty one, um, and then went back into underwriting managing at the mortgage underwriters and and uh, yeah I, I did that all the way up into um well what what we know as the global pandemic as uh, covid um so, so yeah what was it the one that i mean that's incredible to go from 17 up to, to 23 to managing staff but what at what point did you turn around and go right that's me now i want to move on to the next thing so as an under as an underwriter and, and managing the underwriter, we've always worked very closely with brokers. You know, we, we uh, as a lot of brokers that will be listening to this, work uh, with business development managers for different lenders. Um, so we worked very closely with them, often going out on visits with them. So there were, there were occasions I went out with with the building society's development managers, speaking to brokers, and I just knew as our as I was visiting these brokers, I thought, oh, that, that looks, that looks, I think I could do that. I've been qualified as an advisor for, for, for a few years at that point. Okay. Um, so I could, you know, I was, I was qualified to do the job. I'd just never actually been in an advising position. So I've always been in mortgages, you know, seven, seven years or so. I've, I've always done a mortgage related role. So I, I, I could, you know, confidently say I know everything mortgage well you know as much as there is to know about mortgages and um yeah it was when I was talking to brokers all the time for years I thought I'd love to do what you're doing just because you see the the customer journey from start to finish and I was only ever really the middle you know the middle of the mortgage side of things and I never saw it through to the end that's it you know it was you know good I got them the mortgage I got it all sorted and, and that's it but you never saw it after that um and I knew I wanted to be there for the full journey of the customer and it wasn't actually until um covid we we all got sent home we were all working from home so i worked from home for about a year um and i just thought now is my time i think which sounds crazy thinking about it now in the middle of a global right. pandemic who'd i was in a secured a, you know secure employed position that i absolutely loved um lots of benefits lots of progression you know it's, it's uh, it was very sad to leave but I thought I think I need to do something now and I just had this rush to to, to, to do, do something to just that do it um I, yeah exactly I spoke to a few firms and like you like you said earlier no, nowhere were interested because I had yeah, so you went to companies and said, like, I've got this experience. I worked for a building site for seven years. I've managed mortgage consultants. I've managed yeah. I know what I'm doing. But nobody would give you that chance. No, they all wanted one year's 
minimum advising experience and, and you know it, I even taught I, I even said to a firm I will work for free it's just trainee a trainee consult a trainee market advisor uh just to get that experience I will work for free for you you know I'm, I'm, I just wanted that experience and they just were having it um so it was really it was really tough I luckily I, I, I knew someone that I worked with it, unfortunately it was a case of knowing someone and I hate I hate the fact of I hate that because it's that's I don't think that's fair uh, but I, I knew someone that I worked with at Skipton who had gone off and done something similar uh, and they said you know come work alongside with us you know self-employed your mortgages your mortgages with Hanny but will try and support you, uh, you know, and, and, and I don't think if it wasn't for them, I guess it'd be, I don't know where I would be. So I'd, I, I kind of shadowed them for about, it was six, well, six months. And then I, I went off and uh, I thought, right, I'm ready. I joined a network, Mortgages with Hanny officially live. Um, it was very, it was, there was a, a lot of uh, uh, tearful days, don't get me wrong, you know, I thought if this doesn't work, what am I going to do? But I think you've got to go through that. You were at a standing start, weren't you? And I think a lot of people out there, the pandemic's brought that on to say, maybe I do want to do my own thing, especially mortgage brokers, because a lot of mortgage brokers will have their back book to rely on. But you were literally, you you had nobody at Skipton. You had to start from the very beginning. So I want to go through the stages of this, because the first thing is, the big thing on this podcast at the minute talking about women in financial services that it can be done you've proven it can be done from a standing start but also somebody of your age as well regardless male or female it doesn't matter that's a that is somebody is setting up at that age and you haven't made the contacts that you would have made maybe at 35 years old so again you're on a bit of a back foot mm-hmm. so I want people to hear the process the exact process you went through to setting up so First thing was the brand. How did you come up with your name? Um, I know it's, it sounds like uh, not a lot of thought went into it. Uh, I'm not going to lie, mortgages with honey. Uh, but I think I just wanted something personal. And, I, I you know, it, it, it did take me a long time. And I, and I was thinking of all these weird and wonderful names. You know, you see all these financial solutions, uh, you know, or financial services, all these different names, but nothing's very personal. Yeah. And I just thought, Mortgages with Hanny, that's what it is. You, yeah. You're coming to Hanny for your mortgage. Well, it sounds like um, a trap, doesn't it? Opposed to like a really formal appointment. Yeah, and I just thought that's really, it's really simple. It's very clear what I do and it's personal. You know, it's not, yeah, exactly. It's it's not, it, obviously I'm a professional and it, everything is done very professionally, but it's not as if you feel like you're going to a professional. Yeah. Um, I always, you know, refer to myself I'm, I'm, as a teammate. I'm more of a teammate than, yeah. than, your, than your advisor. Um, so, and I felt, I, thought, I thought that was just very fitting. And I ran it past, you know, family, friends, and they were like, yeah, fantastic. Mortgages with Hannah, it, it just says, <laughs> says what it does on the tin, you yeah. know. So, um, and it, it was, yeah, as simple as that. And I thought, okay. I, I do think, you know, if work, work, I can change it in the future if I need to. Um, because it was... It, yeah, it was a big decision. The name, you know, if that ends up growing, um, what what am I going to do? Uh, and and it has, it has, it has grown, and I've now tweaked it uh, because there's 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 more than just me now. So we're now mortgages with Hanny and Co. <laughs> and it's got a nice ring. I think it has got a nice ring, and I love the the colour palette that you've chosen as well. The colour was that intentional? Because sometimes colours are just by complete accident. But it sounds like you you got somebody to do it. 
No, no, I, I, I did all that myself. Okay. Um, I, I've done every, all my designs, colours, everything myself, um, you know, from, from managing, managing my Instagram and Facebook socials to start with all the way through to my, my website. I designed all that myself. Not that it's, it's slightly questionable now, but um, yeah, uh, I did have a totally different colour palette to start with. Um, just just saying it was uh, it was like a dark purple, um, maroony, pinky, that kind of palette. Yeah. Um, and I just remember it was actually it was actually uh, my mum <laughs> and my auntie because my, my auntie's uh, she's in quite a professional uh, position. I ran it ran it past those two and they just went. No, no, no just absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I thought, oh gosh. So it wasn't. It didn't. You know, for anyone that is thinking of doing this, it doesn't just all come to you straight away at the start. You will go through different ideas. Um, and I was really set on it, and I was absolutely devastated when they said no. It's it's not right. So I had another thing, and and that's when I started playing around with with some colours and the blue. I wanted. I wanted to kind of be quite, a, well, I refer to myself as a fresh thinking, uh, you know, I wanted something quite clean and blue, you know, naturally. I, I just thought that was, that was fitting. Um, so, so uh, yeah, I, I read, I read it all with, with a few different shades of blue and I thought, yeah, you just know straight away when you've done it. Yes, that's, yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah, you just know. To people that are listening, go go and follow Honey's Instagram, and you'll see the colours that we're talking about there. So you get the you get the website set up, you get your branding done, you then jump onto social media. So we're going to talk about your social media now. Yeah. Always talk about the steps that you took to get this. What percentage of leads come through social media for you? Um, to start with, um, when I first set up, it was one hundred percent. Wow. <laughs> That's how powerful social media is for you. And what is it now, kind of two, three years, two years down the line? I'd say about 60%. Okay. Where did you have the four? Quite high. Word of mouth and referrals now. Right. We, I've, as I've... I think is sometimes can be social because it only, if you're referred on social, which is where the majority of stuff's happening now, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, I think, yeah, I do not think uh, I would be. Uh, here without social media. That's, okay. That's it. It's got to be part of any business. So let's take a step back. How did you get your first followers? So you set up your Facebook page, you set up your Instagram page. How do you get from zero to your first 10, 20, 30 followers? Uh, I started with my obviously closest circles, family, friends. You just absolutely hound them till they share the life out of you, just to reach as many people as possible. Um, so I did that. Um, yeah, I was I was pushing. Um, people to share uh, people that I knew to share and follow and like um, as much as much as they could um, and I did actually um, do a giveaway uh, oh. a giveaway online so I found that was a very um, powerful way of increasing my following so I had some uh, I bought I got a Amazon Alexa um, of what a smart watch you know it does take a little bit of investment at the start at the start you know it's always the case you've got to you know put in to, to get something out but uh yeah so i got a little amazon alexa a smart watch a branded mug um some pens uh branded to me a canvas touch so a lot of branded stuff yeah to with yeah. Honey. Uh, and yeah and i did a giveaway and i was like you know like like the post share the post tag your friends on the post 
and you'll be entered into a giveaway. Uh, and I got lo- I got a lot of shares, a lot of likes because people, people love free stuff, don't they? Um, yep. So it worked. Um, and I think I'm, I well, that, that probably upped my following. Kickstarted it, yeah. Yeah, about three, four hundred, you know, quite quickly. Um, so, yeah, and it was like getting extra. And then you, st- sorry, I interrupt you there, carry on. I was just say you get an extra entry if you do it on Instagram as well. So I was, I was channel proper, uh, you know, really trying to channel both of the, both platforms. Both platforms to get as much reach as possible. Yeah. So when you've then posted, so you've got all your followers, you start posting. And before I go into this, what's your favourite platform? Instagram. See, I thought you'd say Instagram straight off, but do you have to think between Instagram and Facebook then? I um, my favorite. I get most leads off Facebook. Right. Okay. But my favorite platform is Instagram, just because I think there's more. Um, I, well, you know, there's there's so much you can do with both, but I personally feel there's more you can do with Instagram because of the different you've got. I know you've got stories on on Facebook, but stories on Instagram was the first was first you know that they, they were doing stories first and you know there's a there's a natural I know what I'm like when I'm scrolling on social when I have the time to do it on social media I'm just constantly clicking through people's stories so Instagram was a very I, th- I think is a better was a better way to start with and probably is still now um of that marketing side of things and posting you know videos of myself all that kind of thing I think people listen to it more on Instagram because that's all you can do Facebook there's distractions you've got posts in between you've got uh, lots of other people sharing things but Instagram it's very much you see it and that's that's it so I prefer Instagram yeah because Facebook you can go on marketplace you can go on groups do you know what I mean you've got gaming dating because Instagram is right you're here that's it content that's all you yeah it's quite interesting actually a lot of people have said this and, and me included is at the moment you get a lot of interaction from stories because people yeah. like that when you're using stories I'd recommend you post your behind the scenes content mm-hmm. it might be well talk us through what do you upload to stories um haven't done it I've, I'm not the best at it I'm not gonna lie definitely definitely need to improve uh, and I probably haven't done it as much as when I first started just from a from a time point of view now um when I when I first started I was doing uh, kind of Q&A's so you, you know post a story with the question box people can type in a question and then you answer it in your next next few videos and um, so I really like stories for more kind of interactive mm. um more of an interactive way of, of speaking to people um so that that I found quite quite good at the start and I had lots of feedback um uh, to you know from it you know direct messages saying oh that's really helpful um I had no idea so just I, I try and use it as more of a kind of helping tool as opposed to I mean naturally it brings in business but I, I like to just help and um, give you know put in there but the Instagram stories I think yeah. what you've done very cleverly which I don't think you've realized that you've done is you've added it to your highlights on your page as well yes yeah so, the highlights what you can do with an Instagram page is when you do a story you can save it to the highlights if you go to Hanny's um Instagram page at the top you'll see all of her Q&As are in like a little highlight story so even though you've done that content it's past you've reused it for something else as well haven't you yeah save yeah. it 
line, isn't it? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It's it's uh, and it, it's it's helpful because I've not got as much time now to do to keep doing that so at least it's there's still content there for people that'll help people um you know common questions that other people have asked previously they can still see it it's not just disappeared in the 24 hours that, that a normal story does so yeah i think it's important to save it so stories are really useful for that side of content when you then post something how often or how much time do you spend on social every day after you've posted something? Not a lot of time. <laughs> but I, I do think, uh, well, I guess we're refer referring to now or when I first well, at started. The beginning. So, when you, so let's talk at, about... Oh, at the, the beginning, at the beginning, I was constantly refreshing the page. Were you? Like responding to people and yeah, everything. Constantly refreshing, yeah. I would I would sit on... on you know, wherever I'd post today or flicking in between Facebook and Instagram because they're, they're probably my two main platforms, refreshing, seeing shares, seeing if someone's shared it and someone liked their post, you know, if, obviously if anyone comments, responding back to them. So, yeah, absolutely. I was very, very on it um, at the start. Um, and you've almost laid, that, laid those foundations. So you've been on Instagram to do the Q&As, you're responding to people. That then can be created into content that you're using now. Yeah. You know I mean, that's at the beginning, it takes a lot of hard work. You're talking maybe two, three hours a night at least on social. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Minimum. And this is at the beginning. What I want to get across to people is if you are starting at any business is you need to be on social every single day. You need to be showing up. You need to be putting your face out there because in two years time, you'll be in the position where Hanny is, where she's getting 60 percent of the leads from social. She's getting 40 percent from referrals. And you really haven't had to spend anything on marketing, have you? Mm, exactly, yeah. What other platform allows you to do that? You haven't had to mm. fly, you haven't had to kind of like advertise locally. So we've nailed Facebook and Instagram. We've got that. Yeah. We're going to go on to the, the magic word at the minute, which is TikTok. <laughs> I'm asking everybody this. is It's becoming more prevalent in the mortgage world. But mm. I think what, we, what we've realised, it doesn't have to be silly dances anymore, does it? No. What are you doing on TikTok at the minute? Gosh. So um, I have only recently um, started, I say started, no, please no one go look at it just yet. It's not, um, it's not, well, I shouldn't yeah, say everybody's that. Everybody's learning, everybody's going to um, start. So. Yeah. So I have, obviously, uh, I, well, I can see how powerful TikTok is. You know, I've seen other mortgage brokers on there and my gosh, they're just, you know, I, I sit through their videos and I just look at they're fantastic so I know I'm missing I'm missing a trick um so I have started I was trying to post a couple of videos here and there um I think it's a slow burner I don't think you see results straight away um but I think I've just got to keep at it just just posting when I, you know when I think of an idea or at least try and plan some ideas so I try and consistently post a little bit more because I'm not I haven't been doing that mm. um try and consistently post a little more and just build build it up as much as I can um because it's clear yeah it's very very clear it it's working and um you know it's 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 yeah we're a lot of mortgage brokers are missing a trick yeah. well it could be it could be the next biggest thing or it could flop completely I yeah. was a huge believer remember Clubhouse remember the yeah. audio platform Clubhouse during lockdown I yeah. thought that was going to be huge and now it's just gone TikTok I think is here to stay but I think so 
when it comes to ideas, this was interesting when we spoke. I asked you, how, how do you come up with mortgage ideas? Where do you, sorry, social media post ideas? Where do you come up with them? Um, I'm probably not as, as um, I don't plan as probably much as I should, but it, it's more so when I've experienced something or something's happened or a customer, you know, question I've maybe had. And I just kind of think they're on the spot. Oh, that'd be a, that'd be a good person. I think I think that'll help some other people. So yeah, it, it's more from experiences and what what have I've seen happen um, that I try and asking those Q and A's as well. Yeah, I think it can help from a social media point of view, but it can go full circle that if somebody is asking you how much you need for a buy to let mortgage. That's something when you're on the phone to somebody, when you're talking to them to buy to let mortgages, yeah. it can almost trigger a thought and go, actually, does this person understand how much deposit you need? So the social media comes up with an idea, which then can be planted back into the business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also did, um, I did one time a poll on Instagram, uh, which is quite a good tool I think if, if anyone does does use Instagram. Uh, and I was asking, I thought I tried, you know, as opposed to, um advise you know giving information at that point I was I was asking them what they wanted to see from me so kind of telling them to give me the ideas and you know it worked so I, I did a bit of a poll what do people want to see what would be helpful um and quite a few people came back on that poll and uh, with with ideas and, and it was easy as that <laughs> what were the questions on there what would you what were your topics that you said to people what oh, you I can't I can't remember I know the main question was like what content do you want to see from me and um I did some options I think it was um oh, I can't remember affordability uh you know what can I borrow uh, okay. deposit deposit what do I need to put down that, there was a few options but then there was a comment box so you they could actually give me if if I haven't because there's only so you know we we you know mortgage brokers we could we could talk about mortgages for days you know there's so many aspects to it so you know I gave a few options and you could vote um if there was something they, they saw on there that they'd like to know more about um but there was also like a free text box that they could give if I haven't come up with the idea you know they could tell me um I got I got most from the the free text box so literally a simple question what content do you want to see from me um or what advice and and they could free text back there's two things there. The first thing is, I think, the, the stuff that you've put on there, like affordability, how much deposit, that's quite mundane, and you do that every single day. Yeah. But you've had the foresight to go, it might be mundane to me, but it's really interesting to the audience. And this yeah. is what I say to people is, what you might find very mundane, people find really interesting. Mm. Um, and then the second thing is, them interacting with the poll, on an Instagram poll, you can see who's voted for each area. Yeah. Or if they send you a message with what they want to see, it opens up a conversation. So mm -hmm. they, I think we forget, sorry, I'm not a mortgage broker, so I'm not saying we as you, but you as mortgage brokers might forget that it can be quite daunting for somebody to approach you, approach a professional for mortgage advice. So mm -hmm. if they can start with a poll then mm -hmm. send you a message about a photo of your cat or your dog or a photo of you out for a walk, it just opens that door, doesn't it? Have you found that, that people have, You've started a random conversation, but then a few months down the line, they've asked you for business. Absolutely, I would say, you know, I get a lot of a lot of leads off off uh, socials, and I'd probably say fifty percent, a high percentage, 
we're mm. just we're, we're in a general conversation not actually looking to do anything and then they've either come back to me in the future because of that initial conversation or you know they've just ended up um after speaking to me for whatever reason yeah got going ahead so yeah a high percentage i would say have have uh, come back to me it's similar if i if i think about it like i'm not massively into cars and you've got to take them for mot's and everything if if i followed a mechanic on instagram and he'd uploaded a funny few bits like i play golf and he played golf and i saw a few funny bits when it came to my mot it'd be so much easier to meant to speak to jimmy who set up this mechanics instagram because he's a professional in my eyes i don't want to get ripped off i want good advice but i feel like i know him through social it's so much easier isn't it once you've started that conversation absolutely i think you you've you've uh you've got it right there you you feel like you know that person and that's what i want from from that that is the the difference with my customers and i would say majority of them have all said the same thing um they feel like they, they know me you know i have one I had one uh, customer say, you know, I feel like I've, I've, uh, I've gained a friend in this process. I was like, <laughs> That's it, but then you'll so, never have to market to that person again because you know they'll always come back. So that, yeah. that initial spending all that time on social at the beginning has yeah. reaped its benefits now. Well, social media, we've, we've talked quite a lot about that, but I'm sure if, well, if you go and look at um, Hanny's page, Mortgages with Hanny and Co, you'll see exactly what we're talking about here with the content that she puts out. Right, so we are going to finish the podcast with the strategy question. So we're going to pretend that you've moved to the north of Scotland. You've got a laptop, a mobile phone and an internet connection. What would you do to start generating mortgage leads? Um, it's, a, it's a funny question because I wouldn't change, you know, changing location wouldn't change anything at all for me. Um, I started my business with from home in the middle of lockdown with just a laptop, a phone and an internet connection. I knew no one that needed a mortgage. I had I had no leads ready to come in. So it, it would literally exactly what I've done. Um, social media, massive, massive one that was probably my saviour um it, it it brought yeah just just you if you don't use it you need to use it um because you, you're missing a lot of business a lot of business on social media um, and that's all i'd do facebook page instagram page grow them as much as you can it's, it's as easy as that um, you're very consistent. I look back through some of your content from the beginning you're consistent yeah. with colors you're consistent with the voice if I scroll past on social and I see your colours, I automatically think of you. Even if I don't read the post, I've taken in your branding yeah. and you've done it perfectly over the last couple of years. So oh, thank it's you. It's really exciting to see where the business will go as well. Thank, thank you, you so, much. so much for coming on the podcast. As a thank you, I'd like to donate £10 to a charity of your choice. Which charity would you like me to donate it to? Uh, so I'm a patron of the Principal Trust Children Charity. Um, they support underprivileged, uh, disadvantaged and disabled children across Yorkshire. Um, so yes, that'd be amazing. Thank you. So that's local as well then? That's not local, yes. Local community. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Hanny, thank you so much for coming on. Please, guys, go and connect with Hanny. If there's anybody out there thinking of launching a mortgage business, speak to Hanny. She's been there, she's done it, and I'm sure she'd have the time to have a chat with you. Absolutely. Thank you very much for coming on, Hannah. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me. So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, 
all with the handle social for brokers look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all